Welcome to the Monday Lorians. This is a podcast where we have casual chats about Star Wars over a cup of hot, piping hot Jawa juice, just with the intention of brightening up the start of your week. Here we discuss stories, themes, characters, and this week, a video game. Something we've only actually ever done once before for the release of the Lego Skywalker saga. Uh, which I think says maybe more about how few Star Wars games we've been getting, but things are looking up. Things are looking up. So this week is for the gamers. So we're discussing Jedi Survivor, and I'm joined by friend of the show, regular guest, and award-winning filmmaker Rob Ailing. Rob, how are you doing? That what a lovely introduction. Thank you very much. Uh, you are too kind, and uh, I'm very well, thank you. How are you doing, my friend? Good, good. I think we're talking about. Uh, I'm not handling the heat very well in the UK at the uh, moment. Yes, yes, yes. No, um, and uh, it's saying uh, something that you're having a cold beverage. I'm having an extremely hot beverage of a. Uh, well, what do, we, what do they call coffee in Star Wars? Do they have a name for it? Yet? I think it's like calf. They just oh, call it like sugar. Oh, no. I know. <laughs> it's, like, it's like they call toilets just lavs, don't they? Oh, yeah, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, yeah. which is, uh, yeah, it's it's what it, they could just say coffee. They could just and say I coffee. Mind. Exactly. I mean, I, I'm sure they do say tea at some point in Star Wars. I'm sure, I mean, I don't even think yeah. they say blue milk. Yeah. They definitely don't say blue milk because my mate was saying to me, oh, yeah, they call it blue yeah. milk. I was like, Dude, the only show, or th- that must be a Family Guy thing, and I think it is. No one calls mm. blue milk blue milk. You know, I don't. I don't think they ever say it because to them that's just milk. Yeah, surely. it's just yeah, it's <laughs> just milk. Or uh, uh, I can't remember what the creature is called in the Last Jedi, but we all know now. I mean, if you ever wanted to know where the origin of the milk came from, it came from the tit of that monster, and that's, yeah. there you go. Were you at the talk? Um, there were, we went to a design talk there, and the people who designed, I think they call it the Sea Siren, which is very funny. Was this at they Celebration, you mean? At Celebration, yeah. Right. Uh, no, I was. I didn't see that, no. It was very good. They even like make some comments where they were like, yeah, we don't know why this got like weird backlash, but we just thought it was a funny cow. I think it, I, do you know what? I love I, it. I, I, I loved it as well. I mean, I, I also, it sounds so like creepy to say it this way, but I kind of like the smirk he does as well with it. It's like a nod <laughs> to the audience of like, yep, I came here just for this milk. You know, I came to, <laughs> on a secluded island in technically Ireland and yeah. just, just to have some blue milk for the rest of my life. And so, well, this is my life. This now. is my life. Catching fish and drinking blue milk from a teat. <laughs> But anyway, yeah, so we're not here to talk about The Last Jedi, <laughs> but one day we will. We will do our proper Last Jedi episode oh, when we've absolutely. got something to tie into. Mm. Um, yeah, so we're discussing Jedi Survivor, and what's nice is since Jake and Dave aren't able to play the game, I can just I can just say terrible things about them because they won't hear this for a while. <laughs> I can hear all my dirty laundry. Oh, yes. But uh, jesting aside, we're actually, for anyone listening who hasn't played it, we're going to remain spoiler-free for around half the episode. And when we talk about story and characters, etc., we will get in spoiler mode because it's... I just find it too difficult to judge what's a spoiler or not when it comes to story stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean. And plus, you know, at, at this point now, I mean, look, obviously, the, um, 
people take their time to play video games and stuff. I mean, trust me, I do, um, mm. which is why I always schedule a week out. Because um, yeah. <laughs> you know when you really want to play something and you're just like, do you know yes. what? <clears throat> I'm sick, I'm sorry, I can't, can't come into work today. Or, oh, no, no, I've, uh, uh, I'm booked on another shoot or an edit. Yeah. Uh, you, you have more dignity than yeah. I do because I, I recently did book off a few days to play the new Zelda. And I just oh, told yeah. work, it's like, that's why I'm booking holiday. Fair. This is my life. Do you know what? Fair play. <laughs> yeah. Fair play. Um, and I've, I've had too many sick days with COVID recently. So oh, damn. Got to bounce it out. Mm. Yeah, no, um, with um, um, this game in particular, I mean, there's a lot to it. There's a lot to it. So, I mean, for, if people are still playing it even now after a couple of months of it being released, I don't blame you because it's a long mm. game. I mean, even for me, I did think to myself, God, I've dedicated quite a few hours to this already. Like, I feel like the story could have ended here and then it just keeps going and you're like, well, you're getting your, bu- yeah. you're getting your money's worth, you know? Yeah. I think that'll be interesting to talk about in the story section. Absolutely. I think that the pacing is something I've got, I've got thoughts on. Oh, interesting. Yeah. But yeah, it's like, even though kind of when it comes to spoilers or whatever, I suppose it's like, even when I boot up the game and saw like the first menu mm. and the location that set up, I was like, oh, wow, I'm glad I didn't know about this. You know, it's... Yeah. It's it's a game of great surprises and not the not surprises completely hinged on like cameos or mm. throwbacks. Just I think they've really built an excellent little like video game pocket to play around in. Oh yeah, with these characters. Oh, I know, I absolutely agree. I mean, as a general kind of overall thought already, the the first thing I thought of, even just going past like the first first section of the game or the first mission, shall we say, and mm. um, you know we'll come back to our thing in a minute about after that right uh, i'm sure people know what we're referring to already but um the first thing i said to myself was it feels and not to bring in you know purposely because i'm wearing the hat of course but you know i got the t-shirt anyway so it's different yeah. but um it did feel like i was playing like essentially the arkham city of star wars to me mm, and yeah. you know the fact that you get like a grappling thing first of all and it's like yeah well then that's an extra bit of you know, gameplay that I didn't expect to receive within the... Because I purposely didn't watch any gameplay footage. Same, same. And I only saw the trailer because it was played so many bloody times yeah. at Celebration, which, of course, was clearly the original plan to launch it there and maybe have some stands. And, oh, God, could you mm. imagine the queues of people that wanted to play the game at Celebration? Could oh, you imagine wow, that? yeah. Whew, mm. That would have been mental. <laughs> I don't know if I could have justified queuing when it was out, like, a week later as well. No, That's I, a tough one. I, I wouldn't. Uh, to be honest with you, I probably would have... I, I have done it in the past where, like, there are certain games that you just didn't expect to be at like say a comic con yeah. or anything like that but mm. if you're going put it this way if you're going to a star wars celebration right um to mm. go and play video games <laughs> there are more things that you could do in your time that that's there you know yeah. if you've got a spare hour by all means you can queue mm. up and do that thing or whatever or you can do what the guy did in the queue once uh so i think i mentioned this already but i'll mention it again but there was a guy oh, yeah. queuing up to get inside star wars celebration what was he doing playing Star Wars Battlefront 2 on his computer with a <laughs> little mouse, I just went to him, you absolute bloody legend. Like, you know, old yeah. school Battlefront 2. And I was about to have a go just before we let, you know, got all let in. And I was like, God damn it. That's, you know, but yeah. what a legend. <laughs> that is great. Because because I'm thinking like, it's a missed opportunity. Celebration didn't have like a big like multiplayer setup so people could play like LAN matches of mm. Battlefront 2 or something. 
That I could have actually killed a few hours in, and I wouldn't feel bad because it, it's technically socialising. Oh no! So I always used to tell my mum when I played online games. <laughs> <laughs> technically, a friend somewhere. Yeah, I said that during the pandemic most of the time. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm socialising still. Yeah, it's fine. Um, yeah, and um, you know, we would. Because uh, I, I, I know that you guys played some Sabark as well, and I played Sabark at, like, yeah. say, outside of Celebration, but also in Celebration as well. And mm. there were little stations, you know, put up for that, and that was pretty cool. Yeah, we got to play it with some lovely people from the Netherlands, mm. and I'm I, I'm like not good with card games. Right, like I'm not good at learning new games, but mm. that for some reason that I really clicked into that. I was doing getting bad hands, but having a good time. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So I suppose saying maybe we should we should launch into like some of the technical controversy with Jedi Survivor. Yes, coming out. Uh, I think I alluded to it in our pre-chat, mm-hmm. but I had an absolute nightmare getting this thing playable. Mm. <laughs> Because I, I bought the disc version. Uh, yeah, me too. You get, yeah. yeah, me too. I got the disc version because I was like, well, the game's very large. Because mm. I, I normally go digital now, but I was like, well, I can't be bothered to go through such a hefty installation or download. And it ended up not making that much difference. Mm. My Even installing off the disc took so long mm. that the first day I had this game, I could not play it. Right. It, it was a day later. And I was, I was like... Man, because games used to be put a cartridge in play. Yeah. And I don't want to be an old man, but we have lost something. I will say that I, th- I do think it's quite remarkable, but we can update games like that. You know, yeah. cause, could you imagine? And I know this is different franchise here, but could you imagine all of the problems Superman 64 would have had if they just had, you know, <laughs> patch updates? Like, you know, <laughs> oh crap, we've re- released such a terrible game. We got nothing to do now. We just got. Oh. And then you go back in time and someone goes, how about we do something called a patch update? You know, and, you know, and bring that forward in the time space continuum. I love seeing those memes by the way of someone just saying a rock is moved and then like this is the now the universe that we live in you know it's the same with them i saw one recently for um star wars which was literally a chair is moved and luke and leia end up getting married and it's like oh god no if if they hadn't (laughs) met or you know if han solo wasn't there then oh no this is awful this is oh no (laughs) the the controversy of that um but they didn't know man they didn't know (laughs) um but yeah with them i had a similar issue so i was able to Mm. play the first planet uh say the first mission of coruscant and then literally then i had the update and but luckily and i'm not trying to brag or anything but i had decent enough internet to just let it go on to rest mode and it did its thing Mm throughout the night but i was able to just say do you know what i've played enough to get a good sense of that this is going to be something pretty great you know yeah and then by the 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 next day afternoon i was then able to just continue my my um my gameplay uh game sorry my playthrough of the game and without any um problems although there was a few mishaps here and there like oh my god there was one bit actually i will (laughs) say i mean where I had just got through a very difficult puzzle challenge and then the game crashed and didn't save. Oh, and I was like, ah, son of a bitch. But it happens, you know, and yeah. not every game is is perfect. So that is one thing to consider with this one. Um, but all in all, technically wise, um, that was the only mishap that I had with it. And I can understand people's frustration and actually being really frustrated with EA basically releasing a game a day early without the patch all right yeah. up and ready unless unless it really was one of those things where they were just like well we've got no choice but to because we've pushed it back so because they pushed it back by a month yeah. initially didn't they mm. so which, which i'd love to know like what was the specific things in that month 
that they had to do. Mm. Um, but I'm always curious about that. But I know we actually, we were quite lucky because we were playing on PS5, yep. which I believe from reading other reviews, that's the best platform to play it on because the PC version was utterly balked. Mm-hmm. <laughs> where I, I think that's where most of the heat was directed because mm-hmm. I think a lot of PC gamers felt it was genuinely unplayable. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think there's a whole situation there. Uh, PC is kind of a bit out of my remit. I've got an older laptop. Mm-hmm. I, I dabble, but I like to keep on top of these things just to know uh, are people justifiably angry or just angry? I, I'll be honest, both can happen. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. I think the the last time, I, and I, this is maybe uh, going to lose some listeners here when I say this, but I think the last time I honestly <laughs> played like a PC game was probably as far back. I remember the first time was like as far back as um, um, Star Wars Racer. Because I because I, oh, uh, yeah. I didn't actually play it on Nintendo. I played it on mm. um, PC, and then I went yeah. to Jedi um, um, Academy. Then there was a, the mm. sequel to that. By the way, I think Star Wars, generally speaking, has been very blessed with good, good video games. Absolutely, yes. <laughs> um, and I think um, you know, not jumping too ahead here, this is definitely in the good category. This mm. game, like really good category, um, but. Um, I think, generally speaking, the last time I actually played a PC game was when I uh, played the Old Republic. Um, the I MMO? Think, yes, the, yeah, yeah. yeah, on um, PC. And I think that was the last time I generally played on, on the PC with that. And it was a oh. game, so yeah. That's interesting. I've always wanted to like dip my toes in, but that's a genre of game I've never actually done. It's like the massive multiplayer online ones. You have to dedicate a lot of your time, and it helps mm. if you're single. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, uh, we'll finish the recording dump my girlfriend <laughs> so i can do my research for the next episode but uh, as far as because i'm quite a new adopter to the ps5 i right. got it uh early, earlier this year when i kind of moved flat mm-hmm. so my because i was on like a prepaid electricity meter uh, before, uh, okay. and i was like i think the playstation 5 would devastate uh my lifestyle mm. and so far i've i've had some like really amazing kind of next gen kind of gaming experiences but sure. like just like really beautiful stuff and this one is kind of on that weird border i found where there's a lot in it that's technically impressive but it also feels like kind of at times compromised to actually run mm. it doesn't feel like the most well optimized game but I, I played on the gameplay mode not graphics right um, okay in the settings which one did you go with well i mean i'm blessed to own a rather large tv so um yeah. uh so can i i didn't have the 4k cable to go with it so i am playing it on traditional oh, right. hdmi um you know yeah 30 frames per second you know when it comes to things like that i i can see where you know mm. the the qualities lie with having it 60 fps and 4k you know it because it looks incredible i'm not gonna deny yeah. that like i played um Miles Morales Spider-Man on that and I just thought wow mm. okay you know yeah. you can tell the difference and I've I've seen the difference with this uh, with Jedi Survivor with um the, how I've been playing as well and I think for me um even if I did go up another level in that regard because from what I've been hearing as well you do get a f- few flame, frame rate you know crashes mm. and slowdowns and stuff but um from my experience of what I've been playing on at the minute um it has been a very fluid fluid experience and like I said only very minor crashes here and there and only when things get a little bit chaotic when it comes to the amount of battle droids and um yeah. um droidicas on screen it does get a bit overwhelming to the point where you're just like oh god i'm now fighting the system <laughs> you know not just the empire and the uh, yeah. uh yeah it's just yeah so i had a very funny recurring glitch that only happened with 
I d- is it a spoiler to say they're in it? But it, well, there's a certain robot enemy that has a cape. Uh, oh, uh, yes, 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 yes. Yeah, I think I know who you mean. And for some reason, whenever that character would appear, mm. or that enemy, the cape would go absolutely ballistic. Right. And start growing and swinging until you're, like, practically covering the entire screen. Yeah, yeah, with yeah. With this bit of deranged fabric. Mm. But I didn't mind because it actually made the fight really intense and interesting. <laughs> it became like yeah. you're fighting them in a sandstorm. Mm. Mm-hmm. And Cal Kestis's hair sometimes would go ballistic. See, this but is, I quite like that. See, this is interesting. So I was going to ask you this. So I might as well ask you now because I'm sure uh, I love the fact that you can customize. Yes. Because this is the thing that I think uh, that carries through from the first game, which I also really liked, by the way. And I actually pre-ordered yeah. this game as well. So it mm. goes to show how much I appreciated um, Fallen Order. And I, I thought yeah. Fallen Order was kind of um, a surprising, very, very surprisingly mm. good hit for me. And then for me, I knew that once you get to the finale of the Fallen Order, Fallen Order, you get to this. Now you're like, okay, there's clearly going to be a direction here where they they're going to take it even further, and they do. And yeah, um, the customization thing on this game is insane. Like mm. the, the like the, the amount of customization you can have on your lightsaber, uh, on another thing that you can customize, which we can go into a bit later on, because it's part of the story. Um, and then yeah. But for me, one of the things I think I would advise people who, are, who haven't played the game yet is um, don't go too completely overboard unless you want to um, in terms of customizing your um, Cal Kestis because I, there are some incredibly emotional beats to this story. <laughs> and I think if you're wearing like a mushti tash and you've got like yeah. a mohawk and you've got like a pink poncho and stuff, like, it will dilute like there's certain emotional impact. I think that's fair to say. I mean, that I yeah, because I, I do agree. I was very cautious when I was playing it because I was like, do you know what? I'm gonna give him a big beard. You know, I'm gonna give him the full on works. You know, and I started playing the game, and I think it's fair to say, like two hours in, you're like, okay, all right. So <laughs> we're going this level. All right, I'm gonna have to, you know, take yeah. this a little bit more. You know, because whereas in the first game, I think you got because. You're already powered up as Cal Kestis, mm. right? And you're still learning things within the game, but not to the extent of, say, learning... I mean, you are learning new skills, but you're not... Um, in the. Whereas in the first game, you're learning what you once were and you're coming back to mm. that. Now, what you're doing here is you're learning what it means to have this responsibility of being a Jedi. So there are big themes within this. So when that is being dropped on you, like every you know, planet you go to and everything, you're like... Yeah, I really need to play this a little bit more seriously than just having musty tashes and, you know, over-the-top attire and, you know, taking it to a point where you can experience the cutscenes of the game to the point where you feel like you're watching a movie. You know, and... I hate, I hate to say it, but when I did play, not so much clothes, but my Calcastus <laughs> did, for the most part, look like one of the guys who's boycotting Bud Light. It <laughs> <He> does. <laughs> he looks like a I backyard wrestler. I love it. I love it. I want to see but, uh, your gameplay immediately. I want to see recorded <laughs> gameplay of that, please. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, you're right. The customization is really welcome because I know the first game. <laughs> I, I loved exploring in the first game, but when all you unlock are ponchos. Yes. It's a bit depressing. Yeah, it's like, yeah. You get some lovely outfits in this one. It's spend like a nice bit of time deciding what he's going to look like. Oh, no, absolutely. I mean, I remember starting out, like I said, at first I was like, um, you know, going the full works, you know, like a big full-on thing and then i thought you know what actually 
because of the context of the story, maybe I should bring it down a touch so that way. And it sounds like a, such a silly thing to say, but actually just for me as a, as a yeah. gamer and as a, uh, as a storyteller uh, perspective of mm. things, it will play into the, and factor in how you experience the game. And, and that's yeah. the thing I love about video games right now, generally speaking, is apart from the fact that they are becoming more like movies to me, um, but they are an essentially a way of experiencing the story however you want to experience it. And, mm. you know, and th I don't think there's anything necessarily wrong with that. Um, so, um, yeah, why not have a Cal Kestis with um, a full-on mullet with... Um, you know, shaved off eyebrows and all that stuff. I, th I think that is one of the customizations you get. It's like, wow, that's really bizarre. Yeah. Mm, why not? The, the thing I think it affected most for me in the story mm. was any kind of scenes uh, of romance. Right. Anyway, because there's yeah. a bit of that in the story, which yeah. I really appreciate. As someone who's always bitching about not enough romance and things. Mm -hmm. But the fact is I made my cow look unromanceable, which is a, <laughs> <laughs> a slight flaw in the story. But it reminded me when you're talking about like yeah not trying to interrupt the story with like customization too much mm. when i played the the ps4 spider-man right i didn't change his outfit once right unless the story called for it mm -hmm. because i was like it's cool you can get these outfits but i actually want to stick to because there's one of them's like a a, a ghost rider spider-man yeah, like, yeah i don't yeah. want to be going through the story and suddenly he's a demon from hell yeah <laughs> no and I, I i i completely agree with you on that like it would make no sense for you to be in the 2099 spider-man outfit playing yeah you know in that realm and that world of it you know you, you I, I, it does play into the uh to the story itself so um i think it's i think that's a fair call to make there and what i will say is in regards to the point that you made about the um the romance story side of things um here um i liked the fact that they delved into that as well and i think mm. it's it's there and it's enough to um hint at potentially other things to to go in in direction in the future with this because it's not really a spoiler but i think they will make a third game to round off this story and yeah. this trilogy so I, I think what they have done to set things up, but also I, I do like the fact they're challenging the notion of, you know, he's a Jedi, but he's not the kind of Jedi you're used to. So especially, yeah. Yeah. And the fact is, I don't think anyone wants to play as a Jedi who who is going to be like a chaste virginal figure. Yeah. It's like, that's not really for me. I don't know. Mm. And we're, we're, of course, referring to the romance between Cal and Turgle. Yes the fan favorite uh we'll get into turgle because i do actually really love that little freak mm. but uh yeah so speaking of gameplay mm -hmm. uh you you mentioned it earlier like it's because this is feels to me like do you remember there was a great period uh around like xbox 360 ps3 where there'd be like a first game in a series that's quite solid like say like the first assassin's creed yeah. was like there's a good foundation mm -hmm. and then a sequel blows it open mm. and it, you see that i think that's been like my experience with Jedi Fallen Order to Survivor, mm -hmm. where one's kind of a more like, in a good way, like linear experience. And this one like literally opens up so many possibilities of things you can do, especially combat wise. Yep. That's the, 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 what's it called? Stances. Oh yes. Yes. Yeah. I was going to ask you options. about that. I was going to ask you, what were your, the stances that you actually ended up going for in your gameplay? Well, well I think, I think they were all actually shown pre-release, so I don't think we, we need to worry about spoilers with them, yeah, yeah, yeah. which is good. But my, my one of choice, my main one was the lightsaber and blaster. Oh, yeah, I yeah, yeah. absolutely loved that. Yep. Because uh, I, 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 I kind of played my Cal like not the most, yeah, like not the most to the book Jedi. So mm. having a gun 
especially when you can do that last minute draw yes. before they attack yeah. and kill them instantly. Yeah. Loved that. With the um and I had the cross guard as my kind of backup. See, it's interesting. You and I have both the same stances. Uh oh. yeah, yeah. So um yeah. I, I did start off with the single blade because I I, I saw that it was just your your single blade mm. is very much um you know the middle ground of everything the defense the attack the speed is all at the fine middle line and then you get to cross guard yeah. and cross guard is like seventy percent like more damage and ten mm. percent speed which you can see and feel in the gameplay but you do yeah feel the weight of that saber and and you get a drop kick yeah you get to drop it's kick the yeah best. it's great it's so good i also love the fact that you can lunge it like that it's yeah. like a fro- throwing axe i love it and i also <laughs> i too also had the blaster and what i love about it is that you can one recreate the scene from indiana jones where you can just literally shoot the yeah. guy and that's it they're charging at you and you just go bang and then the mm. other thing you can do is you know you can follow through with co- uh, combinations and you know they don't have a combo like number listing off but if you did it would be yeah. like 50 plus with the blaster thing and you know and it does especially when you get to new enemy types like um again i don't think it's really a spoiler as such but like you do encounter some bounty hunters at, po- at points in the game mm. where it does flesh things out and they're carrying like blasters and you know there's only so much a double-edged lightsaber or a single blade can do so you do need the occasional bang you know and it's you know, that's my impression of a gun, by the way. Um, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and um, yeah, it's just really great. And what I will say, because I, I watched um, a video not too long ago and about um, the, the gameplay and the combat in particular in regards to a swordsman. Um, and he was saying, actually, that it's the most accurate in terms of um, um, sword gameplay he's ever seen in a Star Wars property, mm. let alone, you know, vi- um, film, but a video game. So having... Um, uh, a sword or lightsaber in one hand and a blaster or gun in the other is actually quite traditional in terms of sword fighting and especially you know in the um, uh, wars many years ago they would carry swords and in one hand and bla- uh, I was going to say blasters guns in the other so <laughs> that would yeah, be a cool yeah, one. yeah that would be a cool one um, but I would not be surprised let's say in, in the next one that they probably update it to have say like a shield or something like to make it much more medieval mm. and that's why I loved having the cross guard because I felt yeah. you know you had like the claymore you know it was yeah. it felt very yeah, and that's the thing that I think this game balances really well is, you know, it's always been about mythology and philosophy, Star Wars, but then you've got this kind of old school medieval approach within it as well. And now that you've got this with the combat uh, within it, I think it uh, gels really nicely, I uh, mm. I think. And um, uh, and in, re- in response to what you're saying before about the, the stepping up from the game from the previous one, that's why I say the Arkham City of Star Wars to mm. me, because... Um, I love the fact that you start off straight away with your powers and the where you left off and then you literally progress not necessarily um, until you get to a certain point of course where you feel like an OP you know like overpowered Mm. Jedi because you feel like that from the start you know yeah and once you get through the story you still feel quite like it's only just the enemy types that are different and that's where you've got to mix up the gameplay do i go double edge do i go single blade do i go blast yeah. you know and i like those choices that are there and the customization comes in to tie with that as well and even now like i'm still playing it here and there like to complete mm. certain things but i still am not a fully you know um because uh, there are perks within this as well. Yeah. Um, I still haven't completed all the perks stuff. I'm still mm. like, you know, at least 
10 or so perks away from being a, like the complete Jedi package, as it were. Yeah, and I suppose that's... Yeah, because I also... I think when I stopped playing, just after, when I finished the story, because yeah. I'd done lots of side stuff, I was like, I'm going to just take a break now, because I will come back, because I don't think there's anything in this game I don't enjoy doing, which yeah. is really, really nice. Mm. There's even... I'm not one for like mini games and games, yeah. But you get this mini game in in the this kind of saloon base. Oh yes, yes, yes. The the, um, the hollow tactics. Yeah, and yeah. I absolutely love that. I was actually I'm, playing I'm... that just before we came. Uh, on, right. <laughs> <laughs> I there's still like two people I haven't found who are like the final two challenges, mm, yeah. so I need to explore a bit more. But that's like oh damn, like this is something I could play a whole game of. Mm. I find it just like really addictive, and side quests like finding fish and plants. I'm obsessed yep. with just like great, great side content that never feels like you're just doing it to like get that 100% completion. It is genuinely fun to do. Also, it's very clear that the people that are making this game love Star Wars. Like, just. It'd be weird if they didn't. No, that, but a the, passive you aggressive do... Star Wars hey, game. Hey, man, you, yeah, you get people that just take the job and they just, they, you know, they, they put, don't <laughs> yeah. even put 100% into it. I mean,. I'm not going to name names, but like there are plenty of games out there that have had the franchises and they just don't understand oh, yeah. the characters or the world or whatever. Yeah. But this is one where, and you're so right about the whole discovering new plants and creatures and stuff. Like I love like riding the Echo. That's a really nice yeah. touch. The fact that you can ride around on a essentially a giant bird, you know, and, yeah. um, um, you know, strolling through towns and, you know, different parts of, the, of like Coruscant in... Um, through like various cable cars and all that not cable cars, I'm mean, cable wirings, all that stuff, and oh, yeah. and the, the 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 exploration in this game is is phenomenal, and it's clearly made by um, fans that have incredible attention to detail um, within expanding the gameplay, but also just the 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 lore of Star Wars as well, and I think that's mm. really dope. Yeah, it just feels like really good to play because I know you said. Um... There is a certain point where I don't know if I felt OP, but just like having so many options yeah. of how to do things, that was almost more overwhelming. Because I did oh, yeah, find the I game agree. had like the game at times is tough as hell. Yes. There's like some really hard aspects. There's mm -hmm. side bosses. I don't know how I'll ever beat them mm -hmm. because they just seem to kill me in one hit all the time. Mm -hmm. And you, you don't upgrade armor. So I'm like, what? what am I doing wrong? Do I just need to be so good I never get hit? Because I don't know how good I am. Do you know what? I'll tell you this right now. The biggest thing that I learned even playing from Fallen Order, because I played Fallen Order twice. I did it once on its, you know, general uh, playthrough. And then you get the continue story plus. Yeah. Um, which is back here, which is great. Um, and the first thing I remembered uh, to myself this time was upgrade your stems. Upgrade your uh, yeah. upgrade um, BD one carrying those little health sticks because they are a lifesaver, like literally, like they yeah. are. And there were times where I would be in a fight and I'd be like, "Yeah, literally, like, oh god, one hit did that." Like, mm. so that it extends the gameplay out and the story mode even further. But by uh, trust me. <laughs> we'll get into it but like when you get to certain people and certain uh creatures yeah, yeah you're gonna need it you're gonna need it you know and um yeah so upgrade bd1's um storage of the life sticks and um uh, stems i said sorry and um oh, yeah. yeah and that's that's the best piece of advice i would uh go for and also talk to bd 
Because there yeah. are times where he just makes a little noise. It's like, oh, yeah, you're there. This is lovely. Yeah, I great. did find sometimes I would get, this is like such a minor thing, but sometimes he would do the beeping and run around to look for something to mm. scan. And I'm just like, what the hell is he looking at? Yeah. Because in this one, you've got to like really look around and look up and down to see what he's doing. There were moments I was like that where I was like, oh my God, I've got to be pits, pixel perfect just to yeah. move there, just to get the scan. You know, little things like that. But yeah. And also and, and it'd be things not- like, He'd be scanning like yeah. like a remote control, and you're like, "Oh, great! It's a, yeah. it's, a, it's a TV remote, BD. You know, come on, man! Like, yeah." Got and then to the do. description you get is like, "Does this add anything?" <laughs> but that's what I mean. It's that a level of attention to detail, man. I mean, look, we were two minutes yeah. in, we were talking about blue milk from a a giant monster's tit. So you know, <laughs> you, know <laughs> you know, you <laughs> know, that nothing to do with Star Wars. Yeah, way. exactly. Yeah, I was having a good time. Yeah, we were just. But... Having a good... <laughs> But yeah, just like, yeah, cool little things like that. I like, even though I was complaining about it, I just, I love that you can scan those things and scanning enemies gets mm. you them in the Hollow Tactics game. So that's yep, worth that's doing. That's good. Yep. My, my general way I approach combat in this game, whenever I could, was I really focused on upgrading the Jedi mind trick. Yep. So I would have like three enemies working for me oh, before okay. I even enter some encounters. I thought that was a very like old Ben Kenobi approach, I like to think. Or else it's me just cheating. I'm not sure. See, but I, the game lets me do it. Yeah, and that's... I. Do you know what? I don't do that as often. But what I, what I do do, if there is a uh, a creature there, like, say, one of mm. the... And um, there is one in particular that turns up and you're like, okay, if I can mind trick that, then, mm. you know, that will take out a huge chunk of the Stormtroopers. Um, spoiler alert, they are in the game. Anyway, <laughs> so Stormtroopers... <laughs> Wait, what? what? I didn't see them. What? <laughs> and... Um, yeah, you can mind control monsters, which is a great touch, by the way. I love that mm. uh, addition. You can mind control monsters to do that part. But the thing for me is all about countering. All about oh, yeah. parrying yeah. and countering. They, you know, precision. like, And it feels, it's so incredibly satisfying with the gameplay when you block, like, mm. um, blasters and you just smash them back into, like, people's faces and stuff. Also, I think this is the first time... Um, and this does tie in with the graphics side of things, but by the way, isn't it? It's a beautiful looking game mm. when it, you know, when it's not clipping and stuff. But like, it's a beautiful looking game. But um, I think this is the first time since Force Unleashed Two that we've had um, lightsabers chopping limbs off. Um, I think. Yes. So that was a nice surprise because I, I the first game didn't do it, and I just assumed it wouldn't be. Mm. And in the first like five minutes of it was playing, I was like, oh my god, I just really hurt that man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, <laughs> yeah. even I was a bit like. This is quite morbid thinking, oh my God, this is actually welcomed. But at the same time, yeah. it's like, but I haven't seen this in some time. And I'm glad that it is sort of back because it does make perfect sense. Because why can mm. I chop an animal or, uh, uh, yeah, or an animal or a lizard thing in half and I can't chop a stormtrooper's arm in half? You know, it's, yeah. So it's those little details now that they've brought back, which is. Mm. I don't know if welcomed is the right word, but it is. It is sort of welcome because it is, it is part of the experience. Like um, losing limbs has always been part of the Star Wars vocabulary. Absolutely, and I'm I'm glad it's back. Mm. These are children's <laughs> stories, everyone. <laughs> These are children's stories. <laughs> These are children's stories, as George has often often reminded us. But this, um, yeah, one aspect you mentioned earlier is like um, uh, bounty hunters, and yeah. that's something that was a great surprise in the first game. The first time you were uh, jumped by bounty hunters, mm-hmm. I thought that was such a brilliant addition. Mm-hmm. And they kind of flesh that out here. There's a character you meet who gives you bounty hunters to track down. Mm-hmm. And that is one small frustration I had is I just found a process of having to 
uh, go to this character, mm. find the bounty on it, then you have to go back to get the next one. That's yeah, like, yeah. Oh, I wish they just gave you like a full list of like here's where they could be, and leave you so you could just go back. I because it's a bit just tedious. That I, whole yeah, yeah. I, I see what you mean. Um, and I and I do agree with you in some extent. And I but I also think as well like if they if there was one thing I would have changed up if it's not just one location, it could have been multiple locations where it would have been like, or even having like, as you said, like a, like some other, like a list of things, or even just a holocron thing, like a, I'm sure yeah. they are still, you're still around those little holocron disc things. Um, they are because or they're if, in empire. I just realized. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, just having, if like you've a, even got a call while you're out yeah. on missions, like just to let you know, this guy's in the area. Yeah. Jablo Bliblax is looking for you. Is that really what the character's name is? No, it sounded good though. Didn't uh, yeah, it? It's, it's, I just made another Jablo Bliblax. Do you know what? He's the Monday Lorian's mascot. <laughs> I'm convinced. I'm convinced. Yeah. I think it works. I think it works. Um, can I just quickly say, um, massive, massive shout out to the the because I've been listening to it since, and I don't do this often with video games because I think there is a craft to video game composing. Mm. Um, but my goodness, the score in this game is so, mm. so, so, so good. Um, Stephen Barton and uh, Gordy Harb. I hope I pronounced your surname correctly, um, but two composers who one of which and i don't know if you saw them at um celebration but he he went onto the main stage um first of all he was treated like a rock star which i thought was incredible um as he should yeah. as he bloody should and um he mentioned and i want to just drop this really quickly but that he worked on star wars fan films before going into composing ah. for um tv film and video games so that's great the fact that he went from star wars fan film to star wars video game composer it can yeah, be yeah. done. It can be done. So uh, to anyone who thinks that doing like fan productions or anything like that, like myself, then, you know, it, you know, you can get yourself within that. And even recently, um, Barry Keegan, he obviously was nominated for the BAFTA and the Academy Award for Banshees of Inner Share. And he did start, uh, he did a um, Spider-Man fan film and then went into the Marvel. Did he? Yeah, he did. He did. And uh, in, it, was it in Ireland? Or? Uh, I'm not sure if it was in Ireland, probably, but it's on YouTube. You can check it out. And um, I, sorry, it's not a Star Wars related after. thing, but yeah, <laughs> but I thought <laughs> I'd just mention that because I think it's important to mention that because uh, there was also lots of fan filmmakers who are part of this, who have made Star Wars fan films who were there and they were, you mm. know, talking and stuff. And then they mentioned to me, yeah, this guy has actually worked his way up from that to being mm. the, one of the composers of the video game. And in my opinion, as controversial as it might sound, it's actually one of the best Star Wars comp composed pieces of music I've heard. And I love, obviously, John Williams' music. Of course I do. And it will always be that, that, number that's one. That's good you clarified. No, I, 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 that always, would be a hot That take. would be a hot take, obviously. But I, I, just, I would like Star Wars if not for the music. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> but I just, I just wanted to just give them a shout out because I think it's yeah, really yeah. tough to, to live up to the expectations of what we are so used to with John Williams' mm. work. And... Um, to hear these guys compose what I think is a very strong piece of star, just piece of music, let alone Star Wars mm. music, but it works so well. And as the journey goes on, and not to say it this way, but it, this is probably the best way of putting it, it does take a darker tone later on, and mm. it and it works. And and the emotional beats that do hit later on, they do work within the score as well and you know there are moments where you do get a little you know choked up and the music is is part of that experience as well so massive shout out to those guys as well so mm. really good and that's just saying else i love on the music front mm. it's just it's a small thing but just the fact that you do get to like buy new music tracks for the canteen as well absolutely 
And they're all funky as hell. They've mm. got brilliant names. I should have taken a list, but it's something like the Hut Disco Boogie or something. Yeah, they're yeah, all yeah, like yeah. brilliant little Star Wars names or songs. Speaking of fan stuff, mm. did, did you ever used to watch the web series Chad Vader? I, so, <laughs> I, 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 I did, but many, many years ago. Yeah. Yeah, I did. Because there was, there was a brief period where the guy you played, Chad Vader, became like the go-to Darth Vader voice that Lucasfilm had used That's for right. like cartoons and things mm. or, or video games. So I, I hope they go back to him because I know they've been doing like the eight, was that AI kind of generated? Oh, yes. Or, yeah. I was like, just let someone play it. Because I think just always actors first over uh, computer programs. But mm, I agree. We're, we're talking about computer programs and actors in a way. Because mm. I also I think um, Cameron Monaghan. Yes. Yeah. As Cal Kestis is just fantastic. Oh, right? he's 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 phenomenal. And uh, I know that there's now like a big petition for him to be brought in into live action. You know, either a form of TV or or even film. I would very much welcome it. I think he's a fantastic actor, generally speaking. I, I mm. liked his work on Gotham. I wasn't a huge fan of the series as a whole, but I thought he was fantastic in the show. I thought he was the one that always stood out. Um, and I think he... Um, and I love the fact that actually, because it's not really brought up an, a lot, um, but there's a wonderful trailer that they released for the, the game oh, um, yes. with yeah. um, him and Mark Hamill. And can I just say, the fact that you got two Jokers in one space, oh my God. <laughs> Sorry, had to throw that in there. But the fact that this is a motion capture performance and a voice acting performance as well, mm. I mean, for me, they're both the same, equal measure, those two things. You know, it's a performance and it's a fantastic performance. And I think in this one, and it's, a, it's such an overused phrase, but he really does get to use his acting chops for this one. Whereas I felt like mm. in the last one, he's an adult trying to portray a young man. Whereas here he's become, you know, he is... It's five years on, we should say, from um, the events of Fallen Order. And he is a much more mature Jedi Knight now. And he is a man. And, you know, he gets to actually flex his acting acting muscles. And I think he does a remarkable job here, as does um, uh, a character. This is no spoiler at all because they're in the the trailer as well. Um, But Deborah Wilson as MC. I think she does a wonderful job this time around as well. I think... Everyone who you heard or saw in the previous, you know, Fallen Order, you know, they they bring their A game to the next level in the sequel. So, um, yeah, really, really good. And even the newcomers as well, which I'm sure you were going to mention as well. Well, I just realized now we're on to character and performances. We're getting very close to the spoiler zone. Mm. So before we get there, Mm -hmm. we'll just think of like, are there any more like gameplay elements to bring up? Um, In terms of uh, gameplay, like... Like I said, I think it just feels completely fluid. You know, like it doesn't mm. feel um, like they're doing this. To, you know, when you get to, like, they do this with movies as well. When you say bigger for the sake of being bigger. Yeah. For here, it doesn't actually feel like that at all. It, it definitely feels like a bigger game um, because, well, first and foremost, you're on a new system. So they feel like they've got to test it. You know, they've got yeah. to test this new system out and they certainly do like especially in the graphics department and i would say that this is twice the size of what we got with fallen order i might be wrong there but it definitely feels like it 
because it's interesting. I suppose we haven't spoken about this because, like, like the first game, there's multiple planets. We won't really spoil any of the ones later in the game, mm. but right now. Mm. But the main, the difference is with the first game, you're kind of bouncing between a few that are a similar size. This one has like one planet that is really big, mm. and that's where you spend like the bulk of the game. Yeah, and there's other planets for like just to like break it up a bit. But I think that has actually like kind of benefited them because they've built. In the first game, some of the planets, they're really fun to go around on mm. your first story thing. But then when you go back for other things, getting around them can be actually like a big pain in the ass. Yeah. Whereas this one, I think, by focusing on one big space and how it'll interlink, mm. it's very like the, the kind of recent Dark Souls school of thinking of yeah. having a world that's interconnected in ways you don't expect. And just feeling great to get around. There's so many movement options. I know you use the Arkham City uh, mm. Uh, analogy earlier but i suppose like your rideable chicken becomes your batmobile yeah yeah, yeah. Ways, no so. it does it does it does in many ways and i will say that the, there's if there's one thing i wish that they had actually i think on paper it sounded like a really good idea and um in execution i think it can be better and so when they do get to around to the next game i think they will develop this even better um it's the the notion of doing tag team performances mm. um so um, there are two characters in particular you get to team up with, um, and one of them being a friend called Bodhi, and um, you get to tag team with him. And I'll be honest with you, I very rarely use the tag team button. To be honest with you, because oh, yes. you're you're in a when you're in a big battle with you know like loads of stormtroopers mm. and everything else, your attention isn't oh I better tag in my friend to you know do a yeah. double team moment mm. you know if i'm taking down one big monster yeah of course i'm going to need an extra pair of hands you know but if mm. i'm doing like a stormtrooper or a couple of stormtroopers i'm better off just doing it like you know myself you know i can handle yeah. this body i got this mm. man i got this you know and i didn't ever yeah. think to go in for the tag team thing but it, it is one of the new things of the of the gameplay that isn't in fallen order but is brought into this one and i do feel like it was an afterthought because yeah, and I agree. I don't ever feel like I fully utilized the tag teaming approach. Yeah. In, you know, you know what I mean? And most of the quote unquote boss battles, they're all done in single player anyway. So yeah. Was it really necessary to have it in the fights where they're the bigger, in some places? Yes. But in a lot of places, not really. I agree. It felt like slightly disappointing in that, respect because the first time you get that mm. you get like an icon of like you know when you can use them and i just assumed that is something you'd unlock more things to do with them mm. and it would become more of a thing instead it just became like oh your companion just means you get like kind of one extra attack mm. Mm. with the other companion who we'll talk about later on i think i like that a bit more oh yeah me I too don't know why. me too um <laughs> uh but yeah no i agree that's something i hope they do kind of if they're going to keep doing it, expand on it. I would actually really like it in the next game where if it's something I can't want in this game and didn't get, but uh, is if you get the, the second companion becomes a fully playable character. Yeah. But we can get into that. Mm. The only other thing I'd say that they're really missing out on in terms of a complete Star Wars experience is to just let you actually have a bit of control piloting the ship. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. If they could work in a bit of space combat in between. Well, we get... Or just little options. Yeah, we get a tease of stuff, which mm. again, spoiler territory, but well, yeah. we get a little tease of something we get to do at one point. Mm. But when you get to it, it's amazing. Don't get me wrong. But yeah. as you said, 
imagine controlling the bigger ship. Imagine controlling yeah. this and that. And the fact that we only got to control this one thing, and as yeah. cool as it is, and it's exhilarating as it is, it's over far too quickly. It is. Yeah. It's just. It's and um, it's a shame, really, because um, it's a, it's a very and it works perfectly for the case of the story. So mm. yeah, great. So I think. Obviously, any other gameplay thing stuff we think of, we can still bring up. Mm. We're not prohibited. Mm. But for, yeah, anyone who is yet to play Jedi Survivor, because I know next-gen consoles are also very expensive. Mm. We're mm. keeping that in mind. Um, yeah, so this is a point where if you are concerned about story and spoilers, I would advise you to stop listening. Uh, but remember to like and subscribe and always come back to this episode once you have played it. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I will just maybe let him know right now. I, I do think the story is good. Yep. I've got some quibbles, but we'll get into that now. So um, to those listeners, goodbye. See you soon. <laughs> Are they gone? Are they gone? Are they gone, Rob? Yeah, I think oh, so. God. I think so. <laughs> okay, so about the fight with Darth Vader. Oi, <laughs> there we go. <laughs> there we go. How long did we, we right. get into that later? All right, uh, well, I was going to ask you, how long did it take you to do that? Because trust uh, me... I- I try not to swear on this podcast, but what a motherfucker. <laughs> I know, I, right? Right? I, this is the most shameful thing ever. I played the game on the second hardest difficulty. Because I was like, oh, I uh, like the chat. Jedi Knight? Is that the I one? I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. I don't. I want to be able to finish this game. Mm. Like, I, I could do harder difficulty sometimes, but I want to finish the game before spoilers sure. come out. Yeah. Uh, that fight, I think I did like around 40 attempts. And I was just like, I just want to continue. So I dropped the difficulty for that one oh. fight. Oh. Do you know what I, I know? No, no. I, t- I tell you what. I don't blame you, but dude, I'm not lying to you when I say this right now. Um, I think it took me overall to complete the entire story, like just the main story, uh, yeah. like maybe 16 hours, 18 hours. Mm. It's not too long. It's not yeah. too long if you just want to play the main story. Yeah. But <laughs> it took me like six hours to try and get Darth Vader, oh. and I was on Jedi Knight mode. I yeah. I am not joking you. Like I was messaging a mate. I was like, I feel like like it sounds so dramatic, but I literally was like, what is the point? Like, what is that? <laughs> I, I, I had that. I had that. I literally thing. was just like, what is the point? Like, is this what I meant to be? Like, is this what my life is? Is like, am I just yeah. supposed to do this for the next, you know, whatever? But eventually, I got round to it where I did three hours. I took a break. Played it for mm. another two took another break and then eventually I got round to because right so there, there is a specific character you're playing as when you yeah. get so it's um we can say because we did the spoiler yeah, right yeah spoiler so zone. it's um it's Sia Sia is playing yeah. uh is going up against Darth Vader and you're playing as Sia and um you're playing as a, a, basically an o, uh, OP Jedi Master she feels powerful but she does feel incredibly outmatched let's be honest yes and you nef- you definitely feel the weight of what happened in Fallen Order, the first game where mm. you literally are fighting him for the first time, uh, but in cutscene mode. Uh, fighting, yeah, quote, it, quote, yeah. Running. <laughs> yeah, running and, qu- yeah, exactly. Screaming. <laughs> well, you were screaming, probably. I was yeah, screaming, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, you get to um, the fight here with Darth Vader and man, you feel like... <laughs> but somehow, I did it. I did it on yeah. Jedi Knight mode and I... I'm not gonna lie. Did I did I feel a sense of accomplishment after that? Yes, absolutely. But did it last very long? Ten minutes. <laughs> Literally, <laughs> you do it, it. You spend six yeah. hours, and then ten minutes later, you're like, 
right, so now I'm going to go and, uh, you know, make yeah. some dinner and then I go to bed, <laughs> you know, and that was it. You know, that was probably the, the only, you know, and it's so, yeah. but that's what, that's what I ultimately do love about video games, man. Like, mm. it's that stupid sense of accomplishment that you do get where you realize you can forget about the crap that's going on in your life around you and you yeah. just go into this world and just be like, if this is the thing that I'm worrying about my life right now, mm. <laughs> then the game that's is doing... That's a good life. Yeah, that's a good life, <laughs> but the game is doing its job, <laughs> put it that yeah. way. And, um, but yeah, man, that moment when you get to... Um, and that's also one of the biggest emotional beats of the uh, of well of the film <laughs> of the game. It's yeah. and it's uh, and it's definitely like the biggest turn, one of the biggest turning points of the game. Because mm. I think maybe part of why I found it so difficult is the fact you're kind of stuck playing us. You because I was playing as Cal Kestis for like maybe twenty hours. Sure. Then suddenly I'm playing as a new person. I've got to learn, and I'm stuck in that situation. Mm. Anytime else in the game, if you're stuck, you can say like, "Oh, I'm going to explore, maybe find more stems mm. or level up." Mm. There, you're stuck with someone. Mm. <laughs> I was like, but in a way that added to the desperation of it. So Absolutely. I give it credit. Absolutely. It yeah, I agree. I, and also, I think just as a nice touch, I like the fact that she's able to force heal, which is something yes. that Cal does not know how to do because he has to have those stems. Yeah, uh, and I thought that was a nice touch to actually show the difference between those two. You know that this one is, is yeah, yeah. So I like starting off on that note, but I suppose we should backtrack and talk about yes. the actual plot again. Yes, of course. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> which, we've been do- no, but we no. That's my fault because I went straight for Vader. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, which I'll say as well because like I think that's the only like kind of cameo in the game or like character from bigger character from the saga who kind of comes into it. And it, it doesn't feel forced at all because I'm, obviously he comes in at the end of the first one and this is a good callback and character moment. Yeah. So it it's good Vader. Good Vader. I think so. I think so. Um, so yeah, so the plot of the game is... So Cal Kestis... And this is quite interesting. At the start of the game, he's no longer with any of the characters from the first mm, one. Mm. He's got a completely new posse. He's, he's faking his own arrest in Coruscant to get closer to the, the senator of Utapau to get some relic of him or some information and the games from there goes in a the direction of so what what can these survivors do like mm. in this empire that's taking over everything nothing they're doing uh, rebelling is working this is kind of before the more organized rebellion that we start to see later on in the story and it, it really neatly ties in like the newer high republic storylines by bringing in aspects of that yep. of this like hidden planet that you can only get to kind of recalling like the the wayfinder to exegol in rise of skywalker mm. the specific routes to get to this planet that they'd be safe at this kind of paradise lost situation so it, it becomes yeah this this quest for this hidden planet mm. it's very adventurous stuff and yeah and that ties into some characters from the high republic period including z who's this like very brilliantly designed like ancient automaton mm. from that period and I'm just getting the names because I'm not so good with um, these newer names, but you find kind of frozen in Bacta, could yeah, you say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This older renegade Jedi from the High Republic, Dagon Gera, mm. who's become obsessed with uh, Tanalor, the planet that you're looking for. And by unfreezing him, you've got like this very interesting antagonist for the game who's also teamed up with... And, oh, do you remember his name? Was it Ravis? Yes, that's it. Who... Who's the leader of this group, the mm-hmm. Bedlam Raiders? <laughs> That's right. These kind of mercenary, kind of pirates who who operate on the main planet Kobo, mm. 
And I love that because he is a character who's the same species as Dirge mm. from the, the Clone Wars cartoon, the 2D one, who even has some of those regenerative powers. So as a huge fan of that 2D show, yeah. I was so happy that that stuff has been brought back in. So this is the most rambling description. No, no, of a but plot you, ever. no, but the thing is, the thing is, like, the listeners will know. Like, the, it, this is why it's so difficult to talk about the game without yeah. going into that spoiler territory because there is so much to this. You know, with any, yeah. like, this isn't like a movie where you you're trying to condense like two hours in like a logline. This is like yeah. sixteen, like eighteen, plus, hours. Yeah, 18 yeah. hours of a game story. So yeah. this could be two seasons of a show, basically. Also. And interesting enough, actually, uh, coming to a point that you were saying there, like that that character uh of the old republic um mm. who by the way amazing design i mean not mm. that i would say any likely that a character with one arm is a great design but that design of and him being able to wield a lightsaber the way that he does in one armed combat mm. i would have enjoyed just the entire game if it was just taking on that character and i agree yes and i just thought it was a superb design and also just in terms of you know an antagonist to, to to fight against and it does tie in very nicely with the with the title which is it's about mm. survival from you know from a jedi's perspective and on both sides you go yeah even him in particular you go he's got a point he feels betrayed mm. he felt like he was part of a society in which they basically turned his back on on him but obviously with his own intentions obviously they're not quite as well as you know the jedi way but <laughs> you kind of see his point as to why he did go down that pathway and mm. um also i just loved his lightsaber design that golden oh, you know, yeah. design it was oh loved it I think me and Jake were talking about it on our mailbag episode. We talked about like lightsaber designs. Right. I think all mine were kind of based around what I did in this game. Right, right, right. It's kind of like a nice kind of chrome mixed with gold. Mm. It's like nice texture. But uh, anyway, that's that's not the plot. Sorry. No. <laughs> again, the, the customization on that is amazing. Yeah. Enough, as well. And um, if you really wanted to like hone in on your design element of it, you know, you can tie uh, your... It's interesting because the, the, the saber bits, this is a lovely bit of detail that the game developers did, by the way, which is uh, they name parts of the the bolts of the lightsaber. So whether it's the, the, the like the handle or the, the grip after a certain philosophy or theme. So one mm. of them being like justice and um, rebel and survive, you know, and it's, that's, I like that. I like mm. that a lot. It sounds it sounds like such a really small thing to just to point out, but I love that level of detail. And you even like have like the detail of oh, the justice grip is so much, so, such and such. And it's like okay, great, I'll cap. Uh, you've sold it to me. Great, I'll take uh, I'll take one and I'll pay five Republic yeah. credits for it. You know, whatever it is. So, Great question, Rob. Go. What color lightsaber did you go with? Mm. So uh, I'm glad you put this out actually. So um, at Star Wars Celebration, I think I told this um, story before, but I definitely told you in person, but on on the podcast i'm not sure but um a jedi master came up to me at one point and um he said master and i went master and he said thank you for a pro you know saying hello yeah and he opened up this little box and he had kyber crystals and he and, oh, and wow. I, it was like a lucky dip so i picked yeah. it up and i was like oh i got this green one he went uh may the force be with you may the force be with you and i kept it and i thought <laughs> so massive shout out to that star wars jedi who actually you know was going around giving out kyber crystals all the jedi masters out there i thought it was a really nice touch actually a really really cool guy um that's a green one is it it is the green one so i actually went with ah. green uh this time around so i think the first time i did fallen order i think i stuck with actually no i lie i went for the 
it's not blue. It's the it's the classic A New Hope, um, yes. Anakin blue. Yeah. Cyan, I want to say cyan, but it's not cyan. But it's like that, you know. Mm. And um, but this time around, I thought, you know what? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Luke Green. I'm gonna go mm. Skywalker Green lightsaber. And um, yeah, yeah. Very nice. Yeah. I went with I went with white. Oh, I quite like okay. the cleanness of it because yeah. I always liked how white the middle blade is in like the older films. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And for some reason, it kind of. I, I chose it really early on, mm. just instinctively. I, I tried not to, because if I spent too much time customizing at the start, I would still be here doing it. Sure. Um, but yeah, I, I kind of stoked with that for the whole game. Mm. I, I think later on in the game, um, some things happen in Cal's, in Cal's life mm. that make him like embrace the dark side a bit more. And I actually kind of wanted to have a red lightsaber, mm. which would be a step too far. But I don't think it actually lets you do red. I think orange is the closest. Orange is the closest. Yeah. yeah. And it's interesting that you you've brought that that beat up now actually in terms of going to towards the dark side. Like for me, um I, I guess there's All right, so let me backtrack a little bit just before you get to that point, but yeah. <laughs> there there was one thing that I will say about the story which for me and it's only because well there's two things. One, it probably doesn't help that I'm reading currently. So you know when you normally do a segment where you talk about what's your Star Wars thing of the week or whatever. So the thing that I am oh, yes. currently doing at the moment is I'm reading Joseph Campbell's A, Thier- a Hero with a Thousand Faces and I can't mm. help but read it and think about Star Wars because George Lucas yeah. was inspired by this book and then created Star Wars essentially. And mm. um when I when I played Jedi Survivor and you get to a certain point within the story and then this big twist of one certain character aka Bodhi I was yeah. I, I knew from the very offset mm. nope this guy is not to be trusted with even though you're tag teaming yeah. with him he's not to be trusted he's already mentioned in the first two three minutes of the game that he's got a kid that he wants to, yeah. to you know to look after and you know this that now and I thought I kind of see where this character's going already. And so when the twist was unveiled Ooh, that he... Distrust of single dads. That's, no, that's no, no. Well, well, <laughs> man, like, I, I ain't opening up that can, but... Uh, <laughs> but but that... It is it is a trope. That's the thing. Yeah, it's become no, a trope. And seeing that trope played out, I was a little bit disappointed to see that this was their biggest twist of the game, ultimately, yeah. to see that. And it's like, well, on the one hand, it does work, but it also for people like including myself like i i did see it coming a long way and i yes. just thought especially right before there's so much telegraphing exactly exactly it's a bit over the top it is it is and and you understand his reasonings as well he's yeah. just trying to provide for his kid and but the twist within within that twist is that he's ultimately a jedi as well and then there's so many questions where you go well he could have done this and this and he's got a jetpack but he can do this and it's like i, I get it but he's trying to yeah. be something he's not or once was. And again, wonderful performance. Great mm. performance. Um, but it just felt a little bit predictable. And then when yeah. you get to the ending, you do understand, though, why. And I think this is something to be debated because I, I think people are still kind of debating whether or not he did or not. I think it's pretty evident that he does, but does Cal join the dark side at the end? Mm. And I can see him doing that because he has been betrayed by so many people. But in yeah. particular, 
the one person who he called a friend in in many ways a brother and mm. to lose the the members that you do um the two members in particular that do uh not make it out at the end of the story but um and he drops the lightsaber on the floor mm. and you do think wow okay so in the next game we're either going to be calling it like star wars dark side or you know whatever you know like you know we have yeah. fallen order jedi survivor what are we going to call it like sith lord or sith sith apprentice i don't know it's it's, it's like jedi conflict yeah jedi conflict yeah, exactly but <laughs> the god that's terrible yeah, no, it's, uh, <laughs> they won't hire us now we're done with this business um but i think um to go with the ending that they did i thought was very brave and actually mm. very uh, refreshing actually because now it opens up the possibilities in the next game to actually feel again very morbid way of saying it but to actually feel like a you know be in the shoes of that dark, kind of Darth Vader you know dark side mm. character and I think that's really exciting um, yeah and also a little bit heartbreaking in the end I don't know what were your thoughts about the ending actually in particular or the, the twist as it were within all of it the twist I, well, like you said, it's very telegraphed. And I think I only struggled with it in the sense that, for me, the pacing of the story, it was, like, done. And then it felt like kind of a bolted-on extra act. Absolutely. I agree. And, and I was, like, I was quite hoping when there was a twist. I was like, I wouldn't mind if the game ended here and mm. it leaves you on this cliffhanger. I know cliffhangers have been controversial uh, recently. Right. Which is quite weird in, in film. But uh, but I love them. I think, wow, I would love to be like on my, on my, like, I don't know what ruins, like, we're just waiting for this next one to finally complete, like, see what happens next. Mm. But I respect the fact they did, like, complete their whole story. But, um, but I was, yeah, like you said, I was really surprised then when you play on that you still have the kind of dark side ability that you get. I was like, oh, I, I almost thought like, oh, once that was over, maybe Cal would be all right. But mm. no, they're re leaning into it. And that's a really good hook for the next game. Absolutely. So, yeah, I'm hoping that they kind of carry that momentum into what they're doing next. And it feels like they've got a really good idea of what they're doing. I just wish maybe that it wasn't such a truncated, like, extra bit of game. Because mm. once you've kind of uh, dealt with the, the Dagan Kera of it all, mm. which, like, I loved all that, I think... I don't think this game has any real lulls in the stories mm. so much. Sometimes you can feel like, because there's so much other stuff to do, I would get lost and forget what was actually, I was meant to be doing in the main yeah, story. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think, uh, uh, time, yeah, go on, yeah. go on, go on. I was going to say, just because I was just like, oh, go to this High Republic vault. Mm. I was like, oh, wait, is that the story or is that a side thing? Uh, those vaults are really fun, actually. The little challenge, yeah, yeah, like yeah. puzzle rooms, yeah. they're really cool. Yeah, I uh, actually, funny enough, it's the, 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 that you say that. Like, I didn't realize that the Rancor fight at the beginning, oh, yes. at, the, at the start, was actually a um, side mission. So I, I, I spent about an hour just trying to take down yeah. this Rancor as like a level, you know, with only two stems. And I thought, yeah. how can on earth can I do this? Like, <laughs> and then eventually I did it, and then uh, I was so proud of myself. That I actually saved the clip and I sent it to a mate of mine. I was like, I killed this fucker and it took me an hour to do it. Sorry for swearing. But yeah, it took me so long, so long. And then uh, the other thing about this, um, which the game carries on the from Fallen Order, is that you can do more challenge challenges as well now. There's mm. um, You can like 
take down an X amount of stormtroopers in a certain time span and yes. um, get across from point A to point B in a certain time frame and unlock, you know, new costumes and all yeah. that stuff. That's really cool. Uh, it's great those those i really loved uh, the movement challenges yeah me too because they've built they built such a good um the developers of this game i think they worked on like mirror's edge and titanfall that's right it's a games where they feel so good to move around and they're so good at these systems mm. and it feels great that they get to do these kind of weird weird abstract force realm challenges they don't have to adhere to any geography that makes sense mm. i love that they figured that out <laughs> a way to just say like he is like the hardest shit you can do. Mm, mm. And you feel good when you finally work it out. Because they like puzzles as well. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And um, I, I was just going to say to tie in with the, the, the gameplay aspect as well. The, the thing that I mentioned earlier was the speeder. So the, the, mm. that's, we, oh, get, yes, we get to do yes. that just once. And the yeah. fact that we only get to do that once is such a crime. But I'm hoping in the next game, that's what we get. To, but the reason why we couldn't mention it is because he's chasing after Bodhi. Yeah, and and that's an amazing sequence, by the way. That mo- mm. well, the sequences where you feel that adrenaline rush yes. are really cool. So there's there's that sequence, and then there's the sequence where you're jumping off a cliff and you're going through different portals and are fighting like one of those separatist um, octopus yeah. machines. Yeah. I don't know how to describe them. That bit is great. Yeah. That felt like very uh, like you know like Naughty Dogs and Charted games. Yes, yeah, absolutely These amazing set pieces. Uh, yeah, no, they they really nailed those. They're, they're, it's not too many of them because they generally keep you utterly in control of the character. Mm. But a few times they give you like this scripted kind of action sequence. They hit so hard mm. because they're like sparse yeah. in a good way. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And I, what I will um, say before asking you about the, the, the ending of it, but like the what I do think is clever about the ending from my perspective as well is that they are trying to catch up with other games where they do embrace both light and dark side of characters. Like I know in the, mm. the, the next, again, different franchise, but in the next Spider-Man game, you, yeah. you're going to play in the black suit. You're going to play in the symbiote suit. So you're going to be able to play Peter Parker in his darker side of things. And so, you you know, there's going to be choices and, you know, th- and there are elements of that within Jedi Survivor where you get to choose certain pieces of dialogue or certain ways yeah. of force um, confusing your enemies by saying, oh, I'm your friend, I'm your ally on this or whatever. Mm. And I think if they play on that in the next one um, even further, then I think you're going to have, and this may be too early to say because, I mean... For me, when I got to the end of the game and was saying to myself, is this the best third-person Star Wars game I've played? And it's, honestly, I don't think... It, I wouldn't go that far because I'd have to play it again to really yeah. get into that. But, like, I'm such a big nostalgia freak for things like Star Wars Bounty Hunter um, and the the first Force, Force Unleashed, which I do think is a good game um, and it has a good story. Mm. But in terms of... The things that I've experienced within this one, I would definitely say it's up there for sure. I would say there were moments playing it where I did think to myself, this is my favorite Star Wars game. Mm-hmm. Especially, uh, I think I alluded to this way back in um, uh, my group chat with Dave and uh, Jake. I, yes. don't know if I always <laughs> called him Luke, that's really weird. Uh, but I, I said to them, because they, they wanted some early impressions, I right. said, no spoilers, but this game lets me do such a niche Star Wars dream of mine mm. that I never thought I'd get to do. And that is like kind of working at that or like working that cantina up. Yes. And like building it up. Yeah. 
And I was like, I could have played a whole game like a sim managing a Star Wars bear. Mm. And it, it's not quite that, but you get to go into it and meet interesting people and get quests and just impeccable vibes. Yeah. And it was at that moment when I realized that was something I could do. I was like, this might be my favorite Star Wars game. Mm. And and maybe once the dust has settled, we'll see, we'll see how I feel about that. Because it could be true, but I just need to like think back to older games mm. uh, there's some i just haven't played in so long that i can't really judge but just yeah great ride all along mm. and what do you think about the ending as like with cal and uh, the fact that seer essentially kind of kind of nudges him a little bit because that mm. was in that was a really interesting beat i did not expect that because of course she once was part of the dark side yeah and for her to be you know in that force ghost moment having been defeated by Darth Vader and then to then come back and essentially push Cal to a, to an edge where it's like, actually you might have to embrace a little bit of both. Yeah. That's really interesting because I think there's, there's a lot of story. I know people have been complaining about this recently about like, Oh, there's too many like order 66 survivors Mm. or, you know, which, you know, I, I can understand why they might think that, but I think this is a really good angle then to lead it towards. It's like, well, what if some of them, don't not not inquisitors mm. but some of them like do start to give into this stuff mm. and we can see like what survive like their version of surviving looks like when their ethical code or whatever starts to become i hate to say it like a little more gray mm. i don't love the gray jedi stuff but i think da- dabbling in that could be really interesting uh the idea of making choices like kind of like the mass effect style mm. i'm not sure if they can do that and have their story sculpted but it could be interesting to have some kind of system like uh i'm sorry i'm using so many comparisons to other games but this game is like you know uses like the language of other games as well yeah yeah, yeah. you know in something like red dead redemption you can play as like quite honorable or dishonorable i was just gonna say that that's another example of this like even the fact that it feels at times like a western yeah that you know and i think that's such a fair comparison so i think yeah i think that's yeah i think that's fair to say um I think, um, yeah, with I, I, I agree with your point, though, about um, the choices that are made within the next game. I think that mm. will be interesting to see where that goes um, further. I'll just, because um, I, I meant to bring this up earlier, but I do really love at the start of the game that you're, you're not with the characters from the first game. Yeah. Because that's just a great hook. Because yep. I didn't really watch trailers to so follow the story stuff beforehand. So I didn't know about any of the High Republic stuff, which is great. Nope, me too. That was a wonderful surprise. Uh, last time I had surprises like that, funny enough, was like playing like Arkham City when certain things start mm-hmm. to happen. Like uh, Ra's al Ghul and Clayface and all these brilliant like, oh, they're in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Moments. But um, uh, yeah, the fact these characters aren't there and there's like a nice slow reveal of like what has happened between them mm-hmm. and these little like, uh, rifts that have opened up but it also made me realize like i liked the first story i thought it, uh the first game story mm-hmm. but coming into it when these characters aren't there i realized that i was actually more attached to them than i'd realized i i completely agree i completely yeah. agree on that um and my, my favorite one from the first game being marin who yeah. i i think is just oh she's so cool uh, and i i that was a character i was alluding to earlier i'd love yes. it if you actually get to play a certain next game because the whole night sister being like if we're gonna dabble in the dark side that's like an interesting thing yeah she's like more dark side but she's become like quite a moral and good person 
So that would be an interesting conflict if Cal's going a bit evil and she's gone more good. That's really interesting because uh, I completely agree because I think in the first game, especially when you meet her at first, she's very... How do you... Probably cold is probably the best response I can say. She's quite a cold person in Fallen Order, but in this one... Because everyone she's met has just wants her dead. Well, yeah, exactly. I don't blame her. And then by this one, you clearly see there's been some history between them. You know, there's got a hoodie. Yeah, she's got a hoodie now, (laughs) you know, and um, the hair's still... Well, it's different. No, it was long in the first... Yeah, so it's shorter this time. You know, we all yeah. change. Um, you could have a mohawk. No, anyway. Um, <laughs> she has a full beard. Yeah, she has a full beard. Uh, no, um, with... Um, I-, I like the fact that they tease that there was something potentially there, and obviously in the story it is mm. fulfilled that there is clearly strong feelings there. And it's going to set up to this notion that, that, you know, maybe she is the one that either brings him out of that place or maybe maybe there's a form of encouragement there who knows but actually maybe the, moment... the next game cal kestis is the final boss and you have to beat him maybe as... that would be that would that be would some be so twist. ballsy well i mean yeah. it, it, it's again star wars isn't uh afraid to go for that level of twist in in video games i mean the the perfect example is the old republic 2 mm. i mean if people yeah. don't know that twist then i won't say it now but one of the greatest twists I've ever seen in a video game, ever, yeah, yeah. ever, mm. and it there is. I agree with you in the terms of the story this time around. Like I think, I mean, it's an unfair comparison in a way because, but people do it anyway. Is which one is better between the two that we've just played? You know, Fallen Order or Jedi Survivor? I think Fallen mm. Order is probably more uh, cohesive in its storytelling, and it doesn't feel as. Um, obvious with its choices but i think in terms of gameplay and uh the stakes being as high as they are in jedi survivor you feel the weight of every choice that you make this time around so i would say in that regard this is probably this probably why this one edges out even higher in terms of like Mm. uh you know which one is the better of the two um and i think by the end when you when you see cow um looking out into the distance, wondering what's going to happen next. And because um, ultimately he's now lost his, his teacher again. He's lost not mm. one, but two teachers. And, and you don't, and I don't blame him for, to, to go into that level of, you know, to his personality, to the, the dark side of it. And it's interesting. You were saying before about the gray area of the, the, the Jedis and the, the morality side of things, because I think that, for me, that's the most appealing thing about Star Wars and these characters is that, and or any kind of characters in any medium, because if they are just a very straight character of, you know, they are good and they are bad, then mm. it would be so boring, you know? Yeah. And look, and I, know, I can't believe I'm saying this, but like even Crash Bandicoot has his moments of bad behavior. <laughs> You know, and uh, even though he's he, a, in those early games, yeah. he's like a horny little freak. I, he, do you see he's the look a... he gives to the hog? Do you see oh that look? Yeah, there you go. He, he's a menace at Crash Bandicoot. Yeah, there you go. I mean, <laughs> of all the character choices I could have chosen, I chose Crash Bandicoot. But I, I want yeah. to see your essay on the the, the, <laughs> the young of Crash Bandicoot. Yeah. <laughs> the young adventures. The id. Yeah. <laughs> Super ego. Oh. <laughs> But um, yeah, and just a, another little character surprise. I thought this was quite cool because mm-hmm. it's just not something I thought it would happen. Was that uh, Eno Cordova, yep. who you only see in the first game as a hologram, and mm. I actually just assumed he was dead, is in this game. He he's, is, and yeah. 
and it's like a fun beat because it's like not a reveal to Cal, but mm. it's a reveal to the audience. I was like, oh, that's cool. Mm. And of course, then he sadly doesn't last the game. Yeah, but yeah. Just was like a, a nice fella, nice bloke. Yeah. Uh, what? One thing I want to just cover quickly is because I didn't want to get into it earlier was just the planets you visit in the game. Mm. Uh, so we already talked like obviously Kobo's the main one. Uh, we set off on Coruscant, which. There was a tweet that went made around during celebration. Mm-hmm. It was like, "Oh, it's gonna have Coruscant as an explorable open world." Uh, I like that's not quite it. I think yeah. the developers were taken out of context. That's not what they said. Yeah, yeah. But it was quite funny when you see like, "Oh, it's actually kind of like a a street block and a meat factory." Yeah, <laughs> yeah <laughs> so it's, it's not a, quite an open it, world. Absolutely. And uh, do you know what? It's, it amazes me that the it's now becoming a continuing thing to say now that oh. You know, Coruscant is a lot like the world of Blade Runner. It's like, well, yeah. Yeah. I mean, this time around, we we get to fully explore that. We get to see the neon lights, and um, I love the fact that we get to run, uh, war, uh, sorry, um, wall run off a um, neon sign. I mean, that was really yes. cool. That's really cool. Yeah. No, great place to start, mm. and just a great showcase of here's what we can do on this technology. Mm. Like, look at this. Oh, it's a wonderful That's... way to open the game as a whole. Yeah. Like, just to be like, Phew, okay, so we're really <laughs> we're really testing yeah. the PS5, aren't we, or the Xbox uh, One, aren't we? Because <laughs> I even I think I alluded to it earlier, but even like when you start boot the game up and you see Coruscant to the Jedi Temple, yeah, now yeah. the Emperor's Royal Palace is like, oh, okay, mm, so mm. we're really going for it now. Mm. Uh, yeah, that, that's great, and. I think the first planet then you kind of visit after Kobo is you go to Jeddah from Rogue That's One. That's right, yep. Which I, I was kind of excited going to Jeddah because I thought I thought of like the city they're in in Rogue One. Yeah. And kind of unfortunately for me, it's a very beautifully designed but still a desert. Yes. And no, this isn't even like the Star Wars too much Tatooine thing. It's just I generally don't like desert levels. Mm. Deserts mm. don't do a whole lot for me, aesthetically. But there's some cool stuff here. You get chased by a dune kind of creature it mm. feels like if you walk on the sand uh also giant scorpions which brings me to the game's arachnophobia mode <laughs> which is an, not i'm not personally um uh, arachnophobic right. but my my girlfriend is right. and playing the first game was absolute hell because there's a lot of spiders yes yeah. which i didn't even realize playing because mm. they're so like that's the language of games spider enemies mm. but that was very difficult for some people so i'm glad they added this uh, but there's no spiders. It, the arachnophobia mode is just for the scorpion enemies. Yeah. Which have you have you seen what it does to them? No, I haven't seen it fully. It's really weird. It turns them into almost like Nintendo 64 creatures. They oh. look like very polygonal, and the, the sharp bit of their tail is just a cylinder. Oh. To be honest, I find I find it so jarring. Mm. But if it helps people with the game, that's absolutely fine. Absolutely, it's just quite funny. Because the first time I watched her play it and one of those popped up, I was like, oh, the game's glitched. That looks like complete shit. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that enemy being quite intimidating. Right. But, uh, so, but it's just a cool thing that they added. So I think for me, the, the moment where I was like, oh, no, they've brought back the toad. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And there's one challenge mode, by the way, where you fight two at once. And you're like, oh, yes. oh God. <laughs> and then there's one yeah. where you fight stormtroopers and this toad. You're like, oh, for the love of... Yeah, no, no. Just... <laughs> right, here we go Ogdo, again. Ogdo Bogdo, yeah. whatever his name is, son of a bitch. Yeah, uh, I was. The... Yeah, sorry, I was going to say, but the um, I didn't mind uh, Jeddah going back to oh, to, yeah. to going to Jeddah. I thought if there's one desert planet we're going to go to, then it at least it's not Tatooine, and I think yeah. Tatooine would have been, you know, who knows? Maybe it'll make an inclusion into the next game. Who knows? <laughs> um, yeah, so. Th- 
yeah, no, it was still well designed, though. Still a good mm. level, but it's just I was a bit like, oh damn, I thought we'd get to go to like a, a, a habitated place mm. more than. But again, like the the kind of rebel base there and the temple with that amazing set piece, like really make up for it. Mm-hmm. And there is something like just fun about riding those giant creatures across yeah. a vast expanse. That is cool. Yeah, no, so that's all good. Uh, there's another one that's like a. What is it? It's like this, this the space, shattered... space of a mining laser. Yeah, is that it? The Shattered Moon? There's Shattered yeah. Moon, and then there's uh, one more, which is basically like an imperial like yes. kind of planet ship, essentially. Um, yeah. Shattered Moon, I thought, was really interesting because um, it's almost just like... Um, it reminded me of... Um, <laughs> another franchise here, but um, it reminded me of um, Magneto's homeworld on, on the moon. Uh, oh, like, yes. Yeah, it reminded me of that a lot. Um, where it's just you know full of metal and that's basically it. and it also had this kind of geonosian kind of approach to it you know where um mm. is it geonosis where they fight on um uh in attack of the clones you know the the robot factory yes, yes. yeah 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 it felt uh, yeah. like that and i was like this is kind of cool actually and you've kind of got a terrain between although i say that it's i say it's kind of cool it's a bright bugger to go through <laughs> to, to mm. wall run yeah. then use your grappling hook to then fly off from one bit to then not get hit by a thing that's burning like robots and all yeah. this, it's just like you, you have to be very precise with your timing there and um yeah yeah chad moon's great is that weird that this is not really a set piece but a sequence with a giant mining laser and you're kind of jumping between it between it going off mm-hmm that's that's really well done that's a great it bit is. of like a, a set piece that you have full control over us mm. opposed to like the speeder bike thing mm-hmm. yeah really good stuff uh the imperial base of course has a brilliant very starwarsy bit where you wear, dress up as an imperial officer yeah yeah which again with the way my calcastus looked i was like he's gonna get shot <laughs> see this is what i mean though like if you're going in there with a full-on mohawk and a like curly mustache you know yeah uh, come on <laughs> i think i think i actually did customize him i stopped and said like all right give him like slick back hair yeah. clean shaven which is very funny thinking about him having to do that yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> at the moment and uh there's of course the finale you do eventually get to tunnelor which is just like a really small area with a mm. cool temple for the final boss mm-hmm. um yeah so the planet variety it's, it's pretty it's pretty good i'd say after a certain point None of the planets have like the the amazing wow factor as mm. some of the ones in like because in the last game when you you realize you can go to Kashyyyk and uh, yeah. Dathomir, I think those maybe hit a bit harder. Mm. But I like that they go a bit outside of the box and it's not like so well known places. Well, most of them are made up specifically for the game, yeah. I should say. Yes, but they kind of start you in Coruscant to get you in easy, mm. and then they throw you in a variety of good places. Mm. I was thinking playing it. I was like, this is such a big game and it'll be a long time before the next. I would be absolutely up if they do some kind of DLC. I'd be intrigued to see if they do some DLC with it because I can't remember if... I don't think Fallen Order did as far as I'm no, aware. It didn't. No, it um, But I would... I, I probably... I think the thing they'll probably most likely do if... I mean, again, I'm not speaking on behalf of them. Um, but if they did do some DLC, it would be more like Challenges, I think. Yeah. Just more updated stuff on that regard. Um, I don't see them doing anything in terms of story stuff later on uh, until the mm. until the the, ma- uh, the next game is um, is unveiled. Um, if it is some kind of like uh, almost Bodhi Rook Order sixty six prequel thing, it yeah. makes him younger or say I don't know, maybe. I mean, that's they, not they a bad anything. idea. I don't think that's actually yeah. a bad idea. I think because then 
um i mean there are moments where uh, so what is been brought back into this is um um sense uh, for sensing you can actually sense mm. the echoes of um yes um i think it's called that isn't it sense uh, four senses or something uh, yeah, like yeah yeah um so w- once you've completed the main story you can go back to certain points like where you know he parked his x-wing or he parked <laughs> you know where he lived yeah. and stuff and you can you know force sense certain areas and it does explain his motivations on things a little bit further but actually i think what you've suggested there is really cool to actually oh, sorry yeah I just excited myself with a, another thought. Yeah. If, if they did, because they talk about, obviously, uh, the High Republic, they abandoned Tanelor because mm. they, they're nemesis in denial, mm-hmm. ironically, with my name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if you got to play that, like a High Republic thing, just on the Tanelor, because I, I was like, oh, are those cool space Vikings actually going to show up yeah. somehow? And they didn't. And that's obviously fine because it wouldn't make a lot of sense unless they're all also frozen in time. Mm. But I was like, that would be quite a cool thing to play. It's like a, a little spectacle and get to see more of Dag and Kira's master. Mm, that would be really but, cool. But if they don't do DLC, that means they're working on the next game, and absolutely, like, you guys do you, because you know what you're doing. Mm. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think that's... I, I, I think that's a fair thing to say, isn't it, really? Like, these, this yeah. is clear... EA... I mean, there's always been a debate of whether or not EA's handled the property of Star Wars completely well. I mean, look, they let's be honest they've bundled up a few things in terms of transactions like microtransaction things oh, yes. it's when they did um star wars battlefront 2 which for me was the biggest uh, thing of like a no-no you don't yeah you know it was a for me it was a big level of disrespect to the fandom and uh, yeah the, uh, gaming community to do it in that way but microtransactions things now is now become something that is part of the everyday gaming norm and i understand from a business perspective why that works but for me, mm. as an old school gamer, I think it's, I think it's insulting to ask for people to pay an additional X amount of money. For, mm. And also, if you're playing like a game, I know we're straying off a little bit here, but like you pay sixty, no, quid, no. you pay sixty yeah. quid for a game yeah. now, and if you're lucky now, if you're lucky, exactly, and you can now pay an extra an extra 25 quid to get all the other unlockable stuff before everyone else has played it. And yeah. And you're like, what? You know, it's, it's that level of, and I think, you know, EA, which I think, uh, Oh no, Activision is, um, with, um, Call of Duty. I was going to say Call of Duty is the biggest crime with this. Um, but it's, it is part of the, the industry sadly now, but I, I'm too much of an old school gamer to be like, actually, I would just rather like, to have this, the the thing that I've purchased, what I was sold on a trailer and, you know, yes. everything else in the first place. And um, and I guess that's the best way that I can sum it up is that you get so much for your money's worth in mm. this one game at the moment that if they were to do DLC and everything else, I've got no problem spending an additional, you know, 10, 15 yeah. quid just for an extra couple of chapters or something, you know. And mm. as long as it doesn't feel like a cash grab, but it feels yes. like they're fleshing things out even further. Mm. No, I fully agree. And it's just, they, yeah, they've, they've just built such a wonderful like game with systems right now that if they do have like extra ideas, like they can make a whole thing or they can just like bundle all those ideas in the next one. There's no mm. like wrong way to do it as long as they are respectful of the fact that making money is difficult mm. for normal people. And, <laughs> and we are all uh, have to pay a lot of bills nowadays. Absolutely. So I don't want to pay Star Wars tax. No. Because I would be... That would, that would finish me. <laughs> Republic credits? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so I'm just trying to think. I think we've already covered, like, 
our thoughts about what could potentially be in the next game. Mm. Uh, as far as story beats, it's just like, yeah, this game is just like great characters, great vibes that we mentioned Turgle earlier, who's like a, a freaky little frog man who's always getting in trouble. He's just a very, very funny design and performance. Mm. I'm quite a fan of. Just a genuine moron, which I always appreciate. <laughs> I, I like I like seeing myself represented on screen. <laughs> now, now. <laughs> now, now. I need to be nicer to myself. Mm. Everyone be nice to yourselves. Or, so, I will say, a Scottish fish sold. A Scottish, the little Newburgh yeah, yeah, Gascon yeah. fisherman. Love it. Who I have to say, I have to say I like the character, but I began not following his long story oh, that no, he I, tells you. I was going to say, he does feel like the the grandpa at a wedding who's just going on and on. You're like, yeah, there are other people at the wedding I've got to talk to, you know, like, do you know what I mean? It's just yeah. like, we've got to move on, man. <laughs> we've got to move on. <laughs> Back in my day, yeah, it's like, you can only get lightsabers in one colour. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> George, please. Ugh. <laughs> 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 uh. I've had George Lucas drunk at a wedding just saying McClunky oh over and over again. Oh my god, George Lucas at a wedding. That'd be dope. That would be dope. to mine if it happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He won't come, but no. you never know. You never know, man. You never know. So Rob, uh, yeah, let's let's do our final thoughts. I think, because I, I kind of review games uh, on and off. I haven't done it in a while, mm. but if I, if I was to give this final score, mm. which I always think scores are like, a funny thing i don't really like doing them yeah but same i i think i would go like around nine out of ten Ooh. this is like really high for me not quite perfect it's not on that level but mm. if i was like i'd probably have given the last one mm. like a solid eight but this one like it steps it up in so many ways and yeah just a, a superb a superb thing to happen a lovely surprise yeah i would i think that's a fair assessment actually i would i would say about a nine out of ten i was actually gonna go four out of five so you know it's around that ballpark and i think the only thing that just lets it down ever so slightly is a somewhat predictable storyline for a certain beat it's not all the way through it's just literally that one moment where you go well that's kind of set up very early on to make us believe that is going to happen but yeah. I think the ending ultimately redeems itself to a moment where, you know, it, it does leave it on so, uh, quite a cliffhanger. I wouldn't say the biggest cliffhanger, but a cliffhanger enough to intrigue us to go, okay, the, with the choices we've made and the, the the gameplay that we've... The choices within the gameplay itself is actually... Because there is a moment where you get to press, you know, R3 and L3 down and you activate dark side mode and you feel bad. <laughs> you actually feel bad yeah. activating it. And then you're like, I just mauled, like literally Darth mauled everybody in sight with my dark side mode. And yet afterwards I feel like, damn, you know, and that's that's the markings of a good game where, especially modern gaming as well. Like if we're to like... um relate this back to the experiences of other video games where they're trying to match that cinema quality and star wars video games in particular are trying to match a cinema quality Mm. and i do think for the most part it succeeds very very well it succeeds at being i'd say because i always struggle sometimes there's some games that focus on being so cinematic that i feel like they're not even trying to be games anymore Uh, oh yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah yeah but this one i think strikes a beautiful balance where it's like 
they just make it like such a joy to play. Yeah. It never feels like frustrating to be that character. Mm, mm. And it always provides a good level of challenge, but with a lot of options for how to tackle it. Absolutely, so. man. And if you. Except for that motherfucker Darth Vader, <laughs> <laughs> you have a lot of options of how you're going to approach things. Absolutely. Oh, God. I, do you know, and when I look back at my life and I see those six hours, I will think, <laughs> yeah, it was all right. <laughs> yeah, it was all right. It was, a, yeah. it was a good life. It was a good life. Those six hours trying to take down Darth Vader were uh, painful, but uh, you know, rewarding at the end. And then uh, I was able to make dinner afterwards. So you know, yeah, oh, it was all right. I, I hope. I, in some ways, I hope heaven isn't real because if I have to explain myself to a jury of <laughs> angels, I was like, it was a Sunday. I had time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like oh you you had time to go to mass didn't you it's getting hot in here it's like oh it's hotter down there kid. <laughs> anyway that oh again i brought up my dep again mm. i keep doing it on episodes of this podcast yeah, you i do. keep hypothesizing my demise mm. but i'm in a good mood so yeah. people don't take it the wrong way yeah. so what do you think rob do you think that about wraps us on jedi survivor i think so I think so. Yeah. I, I think it's. I think anyone who's concerned still about. I mean, if anyone is watching, uh, sorry, watching, listening up to this point and thinking, should I actually um, go out and get this game? Well, first of all, we've completely spoiled it for you, <laughs> and secondly, um, I think it is definitely worth um, playing and investing your time in because yeah. it is. It's it's a it's a remarkably good time, uh, and not one you need. I mean. Star Wars fan community anyway um, does tend to be quite spoiler heavy in terms of like so if you are to play it I would do it yesterday but mm. you know it's it's one of those things where you can take your time with it and still have a romping good time and I would also like I don't think they're listening to this podcast but because mm. I have friends like this if you if you hate Star Wars if you just don't like the movies mm. or whatever I think you'd still really dig these games because oh, they're just I agree. Like really fun games. Mm, and then you can not worry about lore or any of that crap. Mm. Just chuck it aside. Yeah. Yeah, I have friends who like hate Star Wars but love Battlefront. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. I got the same. So you, that's the nice thing about the games. Like you can just view them completely separately. Mm. Uh, yeah, so great time, great games. And yeah, let's get out of here. So, Rob. You've had a lot going on recently. I follow you on on the socials. You always seem to be at award shows. <laughs> uh, anything anything you want to plug right now? Um, just literally, I'm on Instagram at, at Rob Ailing, uh, A-Y-L-I-N-G, or on um, Twitter at, at Rob Ailing Film. And I am basically a screenwriter, director, and producer, currently working on a new short film, writing loads of screenplays in terms of feature films. And I'm now in the middle of writing... Uh, my very first comic slash graphic novel, uh, which is a really, really cool endeavor to go down. Um, very excited about that. Um, but as I revealed in the last episode, um, well, I didn't really reveal it in terms of the the spec of it all, but I have been writing recently for fun um, my very own Star Wars Visions episode, um, you know, oh, short cool. film. So um, um, it's been really, um, it's been a fun challenge, I have to say. And um you know, we're that's in, cool. Yeah, it is cool. It is cool, and that's the thing I love about, um, um, well, Star Wars generally speaking, but in terms of Star Wars Visions in particular, is that it's it's about showcasing a voice which m- will be a lot of people's outside of their own comfort zone in terms of like what it is you know you want to expand upon, and like it's gonna mm. be it's your own vision and your own interpretation, and for me, 
I saw something recently where I was just like, do you know what? It still hasn't done this for me. And I think that's something that needs to be explored. And, you know, if you know me enough, it's a little bit of a, you know, political edge meets um, camp fun. Ooh. You know, you know, I, that's, that's what? what I'm going for with this one. That's what I'm going well, for. If you, if you ever wanted to, like, uh, do a table read on the show, oh, that would be a fun do you, episode. Do you know we'll what? Do the voices. That's actually a really, I, I would absolutely love that idea. I think that sounds like oh. a great idea. I think it's a great idea. That would be fun, yeah. That's amazing because mm. I didn't know about that because I oh, actually okay. haven't. I haven't gotten to listen to the Visions episodes mm. yet because I, I haven't been able to watch Visions yet. Right, right, right. But it's nice. I did this with the first one as well. I kept them in my back pocket mm. so that mm. when when I do resubscribe to Disney for Ahsoka, mm. I'll have all that lovely those lovely things. The Cartoon Saloon one, I'm really excited for. Mm. Mm. Uh, I suppose my Visions one. I think we were talking about this in my you know. A random Instagram chat that is you send me a meme and I go, <laughs> excellent <laughs> is my 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 Irish Star Wars one. Uh, I'm calling it the Banfers of Inisherin. <sighs> it's gonna happen. It's coming up. I love it. I love it. I love it. So <laughs> it's gonna much. be the grimmest Star Wars story yet. It's it's gonna be great. It's gonna be great. It's gonna be great. It's gonna be great. Anyway, let's get out of here. So as for this show, you can find the Mondaylorians on Twitter at Mondaylorians. I believe our next episode is going to be Jake and Dave. Uh, ooh, they've kicked me off this one probably because I'll be too sassy. Uh, they're doing, I think, a 15th anniversary discussion about the Clone Wars movie. Nice. Which I have a lot of thoughts and feelings on. But you won't be hearing mine. You'll be hearing theirs. Probably a lot more nuanced. <laughs> uh, and whether you use Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, whatever it has podcasts on, we're most likely there. So subscribe, follow us, leave us a rating, leave us a review. Uh, it's just it's so nice to know people are listening it's yeah thank you all very much and yeah how will we sign off is there a good star wars survivors sign off oh happy gaming <laughs> i don't know <laughs> we, we could do better i know i don't come think of it like a line from the um oh do you know what the, the thing that every time he sits down on the because when you get to meditate and he just goes I need my rest. <laughs> that's always that's literally <laughs> all I say every day. Like even if when I'm about to go to bed, I'm just like, oh, I need my rest. That's like, why I say after my, after I eat breakfast, it's like, oh, right, time for bed. All right, time for bed. Because <laughs> we could be cheesier. See you later. Oh. Is that anything? Oh, <laughs> uh, let's cut ourselves off. All right, goodbye, everyone. Oh, that was wonderful. <laughs>